Welcome to another episode of the Hockey 24-7 podcast in collaboration with Raider Media. As always, it's the podcast which dives into the world of SA hockey. If you want to know anything about the sport within the country, this is what to listen to. And if there's anyone that uh, knows the sport better than this man, well, they're wrong. Because Taran Jabu Barnard is a walking, breathing, living Hockey South Africa Almanac. And he's with me as always. He's not the guest. He's the man in charge. Tyrone, uh, great to have you along again. Yes, Derek. Uh, great to be back and chat some hockey. I think uh, as we've seen over these couple of weeks so far, so much great stuff happening in hockey. And when you say great stuff in hockey, I think uh, our next guest comes straight to mind. Oh, I can't wait. Who do we have today? So today we're honoured uh, to have the one and only Cindy Hack. She is currently the South African SPA South Africa indoor hockey captain. She is the most capped indoor hockey player of all time in South Africa, either gender. She also has a couple of outdoor caps she can throw into it. And uh, she is also the mother of a child who I'm hoping my son will get to marry one day. <laughs> Wow, what an intro. And, and she's on the line. Cindy Hacker, great to have you on board. Thank you so much. Really exciting to be here. All right, Cindy. So uh, um, maybe on that part of the the, um, the podcast, when it, when it comes out, uh, maybe please block your, your husband and father's ears so that <laughs> they'll still talk to me. It's fine. He's doing bedtime stories, so I'm sure he can't hear. <laughs> Good stuff. Cindy, I think, uh, you know, the ultimate place to start is South Africa. And, and let me rather refer to you as it should be. Spa South Africa Indoor Hockey. This year we created history. We uh, went on our January tour to Europe. We took on the world number seven. We took on the world number five. And in truth, we weren't expected to really challenge too much. We were hoping, as a fan, we were hoping that you'd come away with maybe one or two wins. But no, 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 your team had better ideas and, and went there and, and beat Switzerland in Switzerland and drew the series with Czech Republic. I suppose overall, just what's going so right with indoor hockey in South Africa? Sure. Um, there's just so much going right. There are a lot of structures in place, um, uh, you know, that have been in place for a long time. And I think that's really the bonus that we have um, as a national women's team. Um, and yeah, you extreme, you, you're 100% right, Jabu. Um, we went there and I think we even blew ourselves away. We couldn't actually believe that we could compete. The first two games we played were practice matches. And I think if my memory serves me correct, I um, we drew or just lost, or but we didn't play very well. But we were pleasantly surprised that even though we didn't play quite well in that practice match um, after being with a 10-hour layover in Dubai, um, that we were able to compete. And we trained. We had a training camp there. And, um, yeah, we just couldn't believe how we just grew and grew game after game series uh, into the next series as well. Yeah, and, and I mean, obviously, sitting at home, um, I was unable to travel with this uh, on this tour, and I have traveled with you on a few tours. I, I, I mean, I saw the first result come through, and I thought, yeah, that's not bad. But uh, <laughs> Switzerland are going are gonna to keep fighting. And the results just kept coming through, and... and you know, it, it was absolutely sensational. And having watched you guys a year ago in Croatia, do you think it's something that just brings out the best of us uh, as South Africans when we're uh, given such a big challenge? 
Um, definitely, um, Taran Keepers. Um, I'm sure you also were, were with us in Zimbabwe, where we played um, in Zimbabwe on the, on their home ground. Um, well, not their home ground, but hometown. Um, but yeah, you know, we we struggled that series. Um, and you're completely right. As soon as we were put in an international um, competing against the top um, environment, we produced much better hockey. Um, individually and as a team and each game, each and every player really grew um, individually on their set roles um, and structures that we were aiming for and that's how we were able to improve each and every game. And and how did you as a captain, I mean you had a, a lot of youngsters coming through how did, you, how did you motivate them? Because the challenge would have been scary and if you if you think back to the international all-stars, we competed but, but we lost the series Um how did you as a captain and, and along with Lenny as a coach manage those nerves with your team? Um, well, sure. It's always a hard one um, as yeah, you're managing your own nerves as well as uh, your team's nerves. And I think it's just to be real with the girls. Um, just to, you know, let them know I'm also nervous. I may have, you know, so many amounts of caps, but I'm still nervous going into a PSR series. I'm still nervous going into any test series, you know. And it's just to, to relate with them on that level and at the same time to show them that, hey, you know what, um, it's okay to make mistakes and, you know, that's, how, that's why we're here. We're here to make mistakes, we're here to learn and, um, you know, going into the series overseas, um, not having any expectations really, just kind of going there to see where we were on a European level, I think also gave a lot of the girls a lot of confidence from the fact that um, it is okay to kind of, you know, make mistakes here or there so that we can learn from this. Um, and when we realized, hey, we're in it to win it, um, it became a whole new ball game. Cindy, I've got to ask about the series that we spoke about, Switzerland and Czech Republic, because apart from the results, it wasn't all plain sailing. And I'm particularly alluding to the travel schedule and, and problems along the way. Oh, my goodness, yes. Let's not even talk about that. We're all still grumpy about that. No, let's <laughs> talk about what happened along the way. So, well, every day, other than the mid-tour uh, kind of, break, not break, but traveling arrangements, every day we were traveling, you know, it wasn't just a game up the road, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. We were traveling a good hour and a half every day to the to the um, test matches. Um, you know, it was absolutely freezing, um, especially for a Durbanite when it's 24 degrees and I put on a jersey. So, um, yeah, we were sitting at about three, minus two, um, snowing quite a lot. Um, so, yeah, we were quite tired. And then we traveling from Switzerland through to Prague, we went um, on a train. Um, so in between, as we boarded the train, uh, where did we go? From Zurich. We got on the train in Zurich and uh, the conductor came and in his half language, whatever they speak, they kind of came to me and said, no, there's an avalanche. So we can't go on the train and travel for two hours. It's not an overnight train anymore. And um, we got stuck in this avalanche and we had to get diverted onto about six other trains. Um, and try and catch different trains, and it was all in German, and not um, miss it. They were almost like six-minute inter six intervals apart, um, and then get on a bus which drove through almost um, like a blizzard. Uh, the snow was up to the level of the robots. People were snowed in their houses. It actually was a little bit scary. We put ourselves on Google Maps. We were somewhere in the middle of Austria. We didn't even know where we were, and that's where the avalanche had happened. So we were like, in case we kind of go missing, um, Jess O'Connor said she's not even going to message her mom because she's going to freak out. So we just kind of all just sat together. Girls were passing out because it was like 3 o'clock in the morning by now. Um, yeah, so the travel was 
quite scary, but at the same time, really um, character building. And it was a lot of team building. We had, uh, like I mentioned, six minutes in between the one tram and the next. And we were throwing bags off the tram, trying to throw people into the next tram so we didn't miss it. Looking down the tramway and seeing, like, teammates still running to catch up and the conductor's blowing his whistle and he doesn't care who is missing this train. And we're, please just wait, please just wait. We've got two more, two more. And he's like, "Mm mm-mm. So we were holding tram doors open and getting girls on the bus because the next day we had a test match. And, yeah, all I can say is that we all made it together. All of us, the whole team, we may have lost the hockey balls, but we didn't lose a player. It's incredible. And it's amazing. Today I heard an interview with Mauricio Pochettino, who's the manager of uh, Tottenham Hotspur. And he was complaining about the fact that they were playing a Champions League match against Borussia Dortmund. But uh, they last played on Saturday, where Dortmund played on Friday. And he said, this is terrible. We've got three or four days rest in between. That's ridiculous. Uh, So I think you should try and contact him and just uh, recount the tale that you had in preparation for your matches in Europe. Oh, goodness, completely. And to make matters worse, the first train we got on, which was the overnight train, I can tell you now, it was the tiniest little compartment ever, and there were four of us who were meant to even sleep in there. We couldn't even get our bags in there. <laughs> so, And we had some girls that it was their first time overseas, so it was quite a big experience overall for everyone. But don't lie, Kelly Reed could fit in just fine. <laughs> yes, she could, she could. <laughs> Luckily, she was in my compartment. <laughs> yeah, and I think just because uh, her name has popped up, uh, from all of us here at the Hockey 24-7 podcast, congratulations to Kelly and Joe oh, on their pregnancy. Oh, absolutely stunning news. I'm sure. I'm just over the moon for her. I'm just not as a teammate, but as a close uh, friend as well. Um, Cal and I have gone many a years um, as teammates and as really close friends, and I just couldn't be uh, more proud for both of them. Oh, it's fantastic news. And uh, looking forward to another another hockey-playing kid come through and, you know, in case uh, your daughter doesn't like my son, at least he has options. Um, <laughs> all right. So, I, there's one specific game I want to talk about on the tour. Uh, you know, we yeah. had, we had won the series, the five match series against Switzerland, three one. We went to Czech Republic. We played the opening test on the back of that travel nightmare, and we lost the opening test. We then won the second test, um, and then lost the third. You know, unfortunately, there was, uh, let's say, some different uh, interpretation of the rules. And really, (laughs) it just seemed to me that potentially the team was running out of steam. It had been a tough December series, two tough January series with all the traveling. But somehow, your team, uh, the Spa South Africa indoor hockey team, managed to produce probably one of the finest displays of indoor hockey that uh, anyone in South Africa has probably ever seen and unfortunately couldn't watch but would have seen as you not just only beat the fifth-ranked team in the world, you you smashed them 7-0. What happened on that day? Was there something in your juice? Sure. Um, Well, at the start of the game, I think a lot of us didn't even know how we were going to walk onto the pitch. We were so exhausted. Um, And it had been a long tour, um, a successful tour, um, everybody emotionally, mentally, physically, everyone was absolutely dead. And I think that just came down to um, we moved the ball incredibly well as a team and everything just absolutely clicked. We had learned a lot of hard lessons um, playing in uh, Europe. So from a physical point of view, we had to match them. And I think that's one thing that um, South Africans, well, I know um, that we kind of, 
almost like get the better of taking off some, well, the advantage taken off sometimes. We get a little bit beaten up. Um, and it's, you know, we really can learn how to take advantage of that. And we, so we had to strengthen up and as a, individually and as a team. And yeah, we just all went out there and the ball just did the work. The hockey was phenomenal. Each girl stepped up. Um, and the better hockey we played, the more um, Vuma everybody got. And I just, yeah, we just couldn't believe how the, the goals just came. They were quick. They were smooth. It was really was beautiful hockey. Yeah. And, and I mean, I was uh, actually sitting at home. Following the game, obviously I got full updates afterwards from the coaching staff, but I was following it on the TMS and, and I actually remember I was following it alongside AJ Spearingshook and um, another man you might know named Ryan Hack. And and the three of us were chatting and, and we just couldn't believe what was happening. We saw a goal go in, we were like, sure, they're going to come back, another goal, another goal, another goal. And it was just a moment that, uh, you know, not only as hockey fans, but as South Africans, we just really, I think you and your team made us all quite proud. Oh, thank you. Um, I've just, you know, all credit also given to the girls. Um, like I said earlier, we had learned some lessons, um, and that was just also how much the small things truly count, um, especially when you're playing in that international level. Um, just a few games before, one or two games, if my memory serves me correct, um, we were about, we were 3-1 up. Um, and we actually landed up losing the game. Oh, I can't even remember, but we landed up losing the game in the last four minutes. And it just shows you how four minutes, you know, does means a huge amount in indoor hockey. I mean, not just any test match, but specifically in indoor, um, from winning a game and into four minutes to go and actually losing it. Um, it was a huge lesson for us. And I think when the goals started coming, that was the key thing there, is that the girls never for one second took their foot off the pedal. Um, and we just kept going. And I think that's a huge lesson for us going forward. Cindy, with the recent experience of Europe, uh, and it's not your first, of course, you've been uh, battling the Europeans for many years now. And uh, was it once again a, a qualified uh, window into how big indoor hockey is on the continent? I mean, despite the fact that South Africa, I'm sure, can learn a lot from the indoor arena when it comes to, to, to hockey over there. Um, it must make you feel very warm inside, very good, the fact that we're still able to compete and compete so well against countries on a continent where indoor hockey is just massive. Oh, yes, uh, completely. Just even, you know, going to the facilities in Switzerland where, you know, they're blessed with so many different courts that we were able to play at. I mean, just these facilities where the courts are actually at were unbelievable. You know, and we struggle here to even find a court to play on. Um, you know, and thanks to Spa, we are able to travel now and play those internationals against those top teams. And, um, yeah, it really does make my heart really happy to see that we are competing with what we have. Because, you know what, at the end of the day, we can sit here and we can complain about what we don't have. But the, the key is to do with to do the right things with what we do have. Yeah, and I think, uh, Cindy, you brought them up. And, and I really want to pay a little bit of tribute now, right now. You know, people have paid a lot of tribute to Cecil for their work with Banyana Banyana. Um, Standard Bank got a lot of credit for their work with the Proteas over the years. And I really do think just because indoor hockey is not as global a sport and not as highly uh, profiled uh, media sport, it doesn't discount how good a partner, because that's what they are. They're not a sponsor. They're a partner. Spa have yeah, they're family now. <laughs> 
we always talk about the indoor team as being our indoor family, which was what it is. And um, they're definitely family. I mean, we've, we can, when we, when we have um, local tournaments and uh, training camps and selection camps, we do try and have a dinner with our sponsors when we can. And, um, yeah, we just can't thank them enough from every avenue. And just for actually having, um, just for believing in us, you know, um, when we, we weren't playing against Switzerland and when we haven't, when we hadn't achieved what we've, what we achieve now, um, they always just put that belief behind us and we, we couldn't actually thank them enough. We actually were privileged enough to meet uh, Spa Switzerland himself. Um, so he was there and we um, met Gary and he was a wonderful man and he took us out for dinner and actually really spoiled us, which was amazing. Superb. Oh, that's great to you. And Cindy, from a personal point of view, I mean, I look at the cricket arena. We we recently had a case in the English cricket side, for instance, where one Alistair Cook, who had been captaining the team for quite a while, decided, no, he was sick and tired of it. Uh, and he gave up the armband and uh, Joe Root took over. We've had instances in South Africa where the sh- same happened to Sean Pollock. But of course, that was... Uh, he had it taken away. I mean, you've been captaining the side since 2013. Is it uh, something that you still really, really enjoy doing? I mean, uh, are you? Will you continue to lead for, for a long time coming? Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's a it's a question that I always ask myself, um, as I always want to be able to do the best I can for the girls and for the team first. Um, and yeah, I do just make sure that I'm on top of my own game. And when I look at it. Um, yeah, I thoroughly enjoy it. I absolutely love it. And that's also the key there is as long as I'm loving it, um, I will do it. As long as I'm maintaining my level, I will continue to play. But um, yeah, it's within reason. Obviously, I do have two little girls and I'm a mom at first. Well, mom comes first. Um, so it's a lot of juggling, a lot of time management. Um, but right for now, um, it's what I want to do, yes. Yeah, I'm I'm a father of a three-year-old girl, so I reckon <laughs> once you've mastered that, captaining a, a country is a piece of cake. Uh, who, oh, yeah. <laughs> who, 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 which players are the toughest to to give orders to? Um, actually, I'm really blessed. I have um, I have girls coming in from Little Edith. I call her Little Edith, as she always tells everyone at Passport Control, she's my kid, she's my daughter, um, and they always kind of give us a bit of a strange look. But um, yeah, from look from Edith right through um, to one of the to all the girls on the team, such as Jess O'Connor, um, you know Seals, who's, who's, who um, was currently in our setup as well and was just injured, um, or Annie Haley Reed, who's coming up to her thirtieth this year. Um, so right from the youngsters all the way through, they actually are quite an easy bunch, to be honest. Yeah, there are one or two niggles here or there, but um, it's nothing major and it's only niggles from structural point of views and trying to, you know, quickly organize things on the field. But they really are a great group of girls and um, I'm blessed actually that a lot of them we're quite good friends. Yeah, it's fantastic. I think you, you mentioned it earlier, you've got a very family feel and you know, me as a, a media person who's traveled on tours with, with you and your team, it's always been great for me that you, you know, uh, you've always involved me in a, in a, as part of the indoor hockey family. And, you know, speaking of family, you have a fairly hockey-oriented family yourself. <laughs> I have I to do. know, did you ever have a Christmas lunch where you quickly had a game of two-on-two two or four-on-four four <laughs> for the cousins are there in the garden? 
Well, if I have to tell you, um, it actually, what I was saying, outdoor international, there was a rule around the table that we weren't allowed to speak hockey. Otherwise, we'd just land up in heated arguments as everyone had different opinions. But other than that, we used to have a little astro out at the back, which um, is no, no longer anymore. And we used to have side nets up. Um, and yes, always went for my brother's shins. Um, I never was, it was always win at all costs. <laughs> all right, so... You know, moving on to the outdoor, you, you played a bunch of games. So I think, uh, you know, when it comes to indoor, you are to indoor hockey in, in South Africa. Probably what PD could see is to outdoor hockey in the country. But sure. you did have an outdoor experience. You had uh, a bunch of caps you played in a time. And uh, Giles Bonnet, uh, tell us, what what brought the decision to, to switch from outdoor as your main focus to indoor as your main focus? Um, well, I was always blessed to be able to play both. Um, but as soon as obviously uh, started, I got, then got engaged and got married. Um, I had to obviously start making decisions uh, with regards to timing. Um, as you would know, outdoor camps are quite a long period of time. We were at one stage in Amsterdam for over a month. And now I'm starting to focus on my career. You know, unfortunately, as much as South African hockey has really stepped up. Um, it's not a professional sport from a point of view, unless you're playing in a contract overseas, you aren't getting paid. So I had to make, start making some career decisions and obviously I also wanted to be a mom. So it was a bit of a juggle there and um, yeah, Indo was always still my love. So other than giving up both, I um, said I would just do the one and went with my passion and my love, which was the indoor. Look, and, and as a fan of Indo, I'm quite grateful for it because you know, <laughs> You, you, you're on 81 caps now. I mean, that, the thoughts of a South African getting 81 caps in indoor hockey, if we had asked someone 10 years ago, that thought would be impossible. Is the dream of 100 getting there yet? And um, you know what, Javu? Um, yeah, of course I'd love to. Would I love to get to 100? Of course. Would I like to um, continue to play for as long as I can at this level? Of course. But as I mentioned earlier, um, the moment I don't love it anymore, I will stop. Um, so whether that's on 98, 99, um, I'm not sure. You know, um, who knows where tomorrow is going to take me. But, um, yeah, it all comes down to just making sure that I completely love it. So at the end of the day, um, I'm not just playing hockey. I'm doing a lot of other things. <laughs> well, Cindy, I have to ask, and Jobby, you can fill in as well. I'm, I'm sure both of you would have a, a roundabout idea because normally in other sports, when you can see a potential century approaching, you can kind of work it out as to when it will happen. Um, looking at the calendar ahead, uh, any ideas as to when you could reach the three-figure mark? Oh, golly, I haven't even paid attention to that, to be honest. Um, when uh, Jabba said to me, I think it was last week, he was like, how many caps again? Um, I was like, cheapers, I actually don't know. Let me quickly go and count. So, yeah, I, I actually don't even really focus on that. Um, hopefully this year or early next year. But, um, you know, it really will be a, a, an amazing occasion for me. And I really do hope I can get to that um, and just make sure that, you know, I achieve that will be really something for me. But, um, yeah, we'll see. So, so I actually uh, have a loose idea. Um, okay. And that it, it would depend on, on whether uh, a December series becomes official test matches or not. But it should work oh, out okay. if you don't get injured. That okay. It happens well, in Europe in the beginning of January. Oh, golly. Well, let's just make sure that I even get onto that court no matter what. So I've got a good history of getting onto the court um, injured as well, so um, I'm sure I would. 
Oh, well, so if it happens in Europe, then uh, make sure to befriend uh, the, the head of spa over in Europe. Was it Gary you said his name was? Yes, it was. Oh, he can throw a nice big party for you over there when you reach the three <laughs> I'm figures. I'm definitely going to a little line, Chief, but everything in Switzerland was so expensive. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we might have to go to Malta or Greece or somewhere who um, is in more of a Bali. financial crisis. Yeah, no, why can't we have a tournament in like Mauritius? I'm sure there's an indoor court. Actually, there's an indoor court in Bali. I, I mean, and, and your team definitely needs media assistance. Official podcast of the South African tour. 100%. All right, Sunny, I think, um, you know, the last thing I, I really wanted to, to just uh, ask you is uh, – you still playing outdoor hockey? I am still playing. I still played for Raiders last year and club hockey for Riverside. And um, yeah, this year I'll see. Um, once again, we do have a heavy indoor uh, schedule. So I am going to weigh up my options and just have a look from a time uh, management point of view. Um, I also have to dedicate a lot of time to my work, which is um, one of those things as well. So I'll see. At this stage, it's probably just going to be club hockey outdoor. Awesome. And uh, look, you, you mentioned the schedule. Uh, I know for a fact that uh, we're looking at test matches against Zimbabwe in our uh, in our back-to-back agreement with them. The excitement is that I'm hearing news of a Botswana series. What do you think about that uh, yeah. hockey expanding into further Southern African countries? Sure. You know what? Um, the further we can expand it, um, the better. And what an experience for myself. I've never played against Botswana. Um, and even the rest of our, the rest of my team and the rest of our squad. I just think it also gives us an opportunity for South African indoor to, um, expose a lot of the other players. Um, I know there was a talk about a possible emerging squad. And I think after the recent indoor RPT, um, it would be phenomenal to let a lot of those girls be exposed to the level and the passion um, to see if that's what they truly want. Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, by the time this podcast goes out, those squads would probably have been announced. And uh, we're looking forward to, to being down there uh, and covering it. All the action will be taking place in May in Durban at Danville Girls High School, an absolutely fantastic uh, friend of South African indoor hockey. Yeah, no, definitely. We're really blessed that um, Danville has um, allowed us to use their facilities. Um, Kelvin Price uh, works there, so we're great to have that great. We're lucky to have that good relationship with him. He was our Raiders coach, um, and he's worked a bit with our national ladies as well. So we're quite blessed that um, our setup is really phenomenal, and we're able to play at that facility. That was one of the things overseas. Sorry about that. That was one. Of- <laughs> Just wait, we can cut it out. <laughs> Um, that was one of the things um, overseas is that um, the indoor courts were absolutely huge. Uh, so that's one thing that's quite difficult about indoor, if I must say, that not all the courts are standardized. So they're all different sizes. Um, and yeah, so that's, that becomes quite a challenge. All right. So Cindy, before I, I hand you over to Derek for something that is becoming a bit of a tradition here on the podcast, uh, from my side, I just want to say thank you. I think uh, uh, being a fan of hockey, you lead the country so superbly well. Your team plays with such a great pride. No, I, I really do think the one thing that is missing is the Taylor Sportswear need to start making replica kits because I can see stadiums full of kids wearing them. So, uh, oh, no, 100%. Uh, so keep up the good work. Thank you for taking the time to, to join us uh, today. And uh, I look forward to chatting to you a bit more, Derek. Uh, yeah, Cindy, before we go, uh, we've got the Hockey 24-7 one-question quiz, and it's a toughie. 
I hope you know your sport. I want to know. Who My general knowledge before you start is horrific. Oh, well, 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 here we go. Uh, well, I think we not for 18 or something from everyone that we've asked. So don't worry. You'll be in good company. Um, but I want to know the name of uh, the former chief executive of SAFA, which is the South African Football Association. And uh, yeah, he was chief executive of SAFA for quite a while before resigning uh, in 2010. It was uh, June 2010, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, yeah, any ideas? Name of former chief? He was the former chief executive of the South African Football Association and uh, he stood down in 2010. Oh my golly. Um, let me try and have a think. Um, okay, can you not even give me a clue? I, I can give you a clue. Uh, yes. Yeah, he, he could very well be related to you. Related to me? Oh my goodness. He uh, didn't say he is, but he could be. Raymond Hack? Yes, that's oh, correct. Yeah, Congratulations. Correct answer. <laughs> Sure. I don't think my heart rate's gone this high, even even at RPT. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. That was magnificent and really, really well done. You're the first to get it correct. Jeez. Uh, so, so not only a, a century of caps uh, coming your way, but also a little prize for getting that right. Yeah, your prize is in the post. It will be sent oh, via the SA post office. <laughs> yeah. I'll expect it next year. Yeah, you, you're guaranteed to get your century of caps before you get the prize. I probably will have to pay a, a, a fee at the counter when I collect it anyway. <laughs> Maybe it is a cap, so then you can have a century and a cap. Uh, uh, that was a lot funnier in my head. Cindy, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure chatting to you. Bye. And yeah, in, enjoy 2019. Thanks. Best of luck for it. And uh, yeah, holding thumbs that you stay injury free and uh, you reach that century in Europe. Thank you so much, Derek. Um, we hope to have you alongside the court as well. That would be great. And thank you to you, uh, Tyrant. You know, I know we speak about Star um, really being phenomenal for us, but um, thank you to you for being so phenomenal for South African hockey, not just indoor, but even outdoor. Um, without you, um, you know, we would we would not be as loudly heard as we have been. So thank you so much. Ah, fantastic. Always a pleasure. Cheers, Cindy. Thanks so much. Cheers. Bye.